Hey everybody, this is Chelsea Schaefer and Caitlin Gustav, and this is The Score, the official podcast of the sport of team roping. This is the Team Roping Journal's semi-weekly podcast, highlighting the team roping industry's top talents and influencers through stories that inspire and connect ropers. We sit down with ropers from the professional ranks, as well as industry icons and producers to delve into topics that make the team roping world tick. This is season two. It will feature even deeper interviews, storytelling, and issue-based coverage, and we are so excited you're here. Numbers don't lie, and neither do gold buckles. That's why you're getting this chance to hear a second conversation this year with the one and only Clay Tryon. You listened to his episode more than almost any other we've recorded, and that's no accident. His prolific win record is hard to top, and his winning attitude is worth studying and trying to understand. I caught up with him as he prepares to rope with the Thomas and Mac, this time with Jake Long. He'll be the third in his family, and that means brothers Brady and Travis, to head for the quick-throwing Kansas healer in Vegas. And he's got the same confidence swag he's always had going into the finals. So with just two weeks until the start of the Wrangler National Finals Rodeo, here is Clay Tryon. This episode is brought to you by Fastback Ropes. They're made in the USA since 1995. Check out fastbackropes.com and you'll learn more about them at the break in the episode. Well, good morning, Clay. How's it going? Good. <laughs> Outside in Texas tech room doing this one. Yeah, it's better than Skype, isn't it? Maybe. Maybe. Maybe, maybe Skype's better. I don't know. It's good. It's well, good. May, I, sometimes I think Skype, doing it like over Skype is better because I'm not worried about, I don't know, I don't worry about what I say as much as in person, but I don't imagine you're going to worry about what you say to me in person. Oh, I might. You never know. We got the birds chirping out here, so it's a... <laughs> It's a nice morning in Texas. So. Very nature. Very nature heavy. Well, thanks for doing part two of your interview you in person. You um, this one is also brought to us by Fastback. I passed their plant on down the road. Yeah. Are you going to have the same rope this year in Vegas? Uh, as I did last year? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I plan on it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I plan on using the same three strand. I'm one of the last guys that still uses them, but yeah, I uh, kind of old school, I guess. How long have you been using that rope? Well, I started out using it in, oh, I want to say maybe 2003, and then I switched to a four-strand Ultimate Four for a while, and then I just switched back, so I don't, I don't really know, just kind of, I don't know if that's what I'm used to or had better with, or I don't know, but I just like them. That's awesome. Okay, so I figured one thing that would be fun <coughs> to do with you for this podcast is kind of uh, the greatest and the worst. So, <laughs> because I love nothing more than your opinion on things. So, I wanted you to tell me the greatest moment in NFR history. Do you have one? For me? For anybody. Greatest thing you've ever watched in the top That I've that. watched? Like, oh, man, that's a great question. Well, the coolest thing I did is uh, before I made the NFR, my grandpa had NFR tickets. Um, and uh, he had them... He, he had them from when my dad made the NFR. He went in 1984, and he went all the way up until last year, uh, every year. And uh, he had season tickets with a guy, and somehow he got kind of finagled out of them. But my grandpa is one of those guys, he wins in the end, I think. So <laughs> as soon as he got finagled kind of out of his tickets that he was partners with, me and my brother started making it every year. So he's went every year except for last year to the NFR. So. 
we went I went round one and maybe it was nineteen ninety seven. So that was a cool experience. Nothing exciting happened. That was the first year Speed and Rich won it and they won the first go round. I remember it was just kinda of cool being there. And uh I think one of the coolest moments I seen last year was uh, I think we talked about last year last podcast was the race, uh as far as me being there, it, taking me out of it was just uh uh Caleb and Junior and Clay and um Paul just having a good battle and it coming down to last year and then who, you know, they won it, obviously, Clay Paul won it, but that was cool being there, um, watching that. You know, it's weird when you're in it, you don't get to see as much mm-hmm. as uh, people that do watching it. You're actually, you know what's going on because you can get the sheets easy, like they have a sheet every night. You can tell who's doing what in the average and who's won what. That's easy to keep up with, but as far as watching every run, sometimes you don't see when you're getting on your horse or they have TVs when you ride out back and after you don't do any good or you did good in the tent and they kind of turn the TV on like you don't even see half the runs so sometimes you go back to your room and watch it but that, that was a cool moment um, I think what <clears throat> I think when I was a kid the coolest moment was uh, Bobby Hurley and Alan Bach winning five rounds in a row that was pretty impressive mm-hmm. to do that um, I don't know there's been a lot of good moments I mean really I mean er- everybody that usually wins a gold buckle there's some point in there that they you know you know, made a good run to win it. I think for me, the coolest moment I had was me and Patrick. The first time I uh, won it, 05, we, we were kind of out of the average and going for every go round. And then round nine was really tough. And we, at the time, we were 3 5. Not that being 3 5 was cool, it was just winning the round when you needed to do it. Mm-hmm. You know, that was pretty awesome, I guess. And you were on, were you on Thumper? I rode Thumper, yeah. Thumper. He had Jaws. We, I mean, mm-hmm. probably our two best horses for both of us ever at the NFR. I know mine. He's been the best one I've ever rode there. And then I'm sure he might say the same thing about him. He might not say the same thing, but I still think that was his best horse he's had. <laughs> my opinion. Yeah. So that's like, that's my next question, um, which I feel like the greatest horse question, I feel like it kind of answers itself, but maybe, you're, maybe your opinion's different. The greatest horse, greatest head horse of all time. Of anyone's? Mm-hmm. I mean, it's hard to say. I, I think my brother's is in the Hall of Fame, so obviously his would be right up there. Charles Pogue, uh, I never rode him or nothing. His his horse was, you know, iconic and legendary. And, I mean, there, there's always, you know, one coming along that's great. Clay Smith's horse is great right now. Um, it's been that way for a while. I, I thought I've had a few throughout the years that were really good. Um, it made my career good, but... I guess I'd go with my brothers, probably. I, I think the one thing about Walt that I thought was awesome, I, I didn't ride him. I rode him a lot when we first started out, kind of got my career going, is I hadn't rode him in probably, uh, I don't even know if we talked about this in the last podcast, but uh, like 2010, I hadn't probably rode him in maybe five or six years, hadn't mm-hmm. run a steer on him. And my horse, I was kind of out of horses, and I rode, and I had just bought Dew, um, and he had an abscess at Denver, couldn't ride him. He was just dead lame. So my brother was up there, and I rode his horse, and uh, I was high man back, like won the second go-around high man back on him. I rode Dew on the last one, but just hadn't rode. He was 20 years old at the time and still felt good. Mm-hmm. And that's hard to do, you know, 10 years of getting hauled down the road and still being good at 20. Yeah, he, he was dang sure one of the best best you know dang sure one of the best ones i've ever rode but there's different scenarios nowadays it's so different like i think thumper is the best horse i've ever rode at the nfr the black one Mm -hmm. and if i had him now i wrote better now than i did back then so he might be the best horse i've ever had or you know yeah do was great at you know 
straights, and I did win a few world titles on him. And Mayor Kate, I've had, I've had a lot of good horses. I've been fortunate. I don't know if it's me doing the right thing or just you know getting in the right spot at the right time. But if you could pick one of the three great ones, do Kate or Thumper, and have only had one, could you say which one you would rather have had? No, it'd be impossible because they all did something for me that made it good. I mean, Thumper was better at the NFR. Dew was unbelievable at the George Strait and all the ropings. So was Thumper. Thumper was good at the ropings. Uh, you know, and you rope better at certain times than you do. There will be a time where I won't rope as good as I used to, so then I might even have a better horse than all of them, but I won't be able to show it. That's, that's the weird part is guys that are good at what they do, they have the best horses because they're just good at what they do. Mm-hmm. Um, says if this guy had a horse well you know well if he's a guy that reaches at the barrier every time that horse ain't gonna be like Walt. he's just gonna be another average horse and that's what so that's you know i was joking with triggers the other day i was like you're it's you're not gonna win horse of the year because you don't show him enough you throw too fast so it doesn't maybe you don't know <laughs> if the horse is any good or not and it's honestly true yeah um because he has had some good horses but i'm just saying when you throw so fast there's no way you can ever win it because no one ever sees the horse you just he runs 16 feet and you threw it, so <laughs> it's hard. It's hard to hard to showcase a horse when that's when you're going at them that hard. Me, I gotta go a little bit farther, so it's a little easier to tell. <laughs> Did you um, help break in in a first year? They said they broke them in yesterday. Yeah, we broke them yesterday and the day before. Yeah, they're great. They look like as good a set as mm-hmm. there is. I mean, you never know. I mean, they always look worse in the arena than they are, but it's more the arena than the steers. Sure. So, uh, but as far as the way a steer should look, these are a perfect set. How did you guys break them in yesterday? We just roped them. And, uh, well, we roped them a couple times the first day. I mean, we run them down, obviously, mm-hmm. and then just had them heal them, try and do a good job. Everybody does a pretty good job. Everybody kind of knows what they're doing. And uh, I don't know. It, it worked pretty good. I mean, it's a little bit of a cluster because we had 80 of them, so it was quite a bit. Yeah. So. All right, so the NFR this year, you said you've prepared, you've busted your butt before and had terrible NFRs. And you've barely practiced and had good ones, or you know, not put in the yeah. effort. No, so. I mean I've always put the effort in practicing, but staying rope like that set up a lot. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know what I'm gonna do yet. I haven't started doing it yet. Um, I think more about the NFR is just it's just like any rope in a rodeo. It's you got to rope a, you know, you might rope a good BFI one year and then not the next, and the year you rope a good one, you won it. And so I. I mean, a lot of it's getting off to a good start, being good in the average and all that stuff. But the NFR is weird. I mean, I've had good ones. I've had a lot of bad ones. It's kind of one of my spots where I don't feel like I've roped as good as I could ever. But maybe that's just the way I think. But mm-hmm. And I've been there a lot, too. So I guess I got a huge sample size. And I guess if you've been there three times and done good a couple times, you think you're good there. Well, <laughs> if you made as much as me, maybe you wouldn't have been good every time. So, But I don't know. I'd like to do better there. That's one spot that's kind of bothered me where I have I feel like I should have done better than I have, but I mean, we'll see. It's just one year at a time, and hopefully, you know, do good this year. And Johnson and Dew are both going, or I don't know. I don't know yet. I, I don't know what I'm doing yet. Uh, probably take Johnson for sure, but I got another little bay horse I bought that I might take him to. I doubt Dew. Dew's getting too old. Uh, I don't know. I haven't rodeoed on him much. I just jackpot on him a little bit, coming around Texas. Just getting too old, but. Uh, he's still pretty good. I might even run a few on him today, just kind of keep him in shape, keep him going. But I rode him yesterday, honestly. So. You're horse shopping? Are you always horse shopping? You said somebody is coming to... Oh, yeah. You're trying horse yeah. here. more and... than you think. 
Yeah. Yeah, that you're just always looking for something, or if you see one. I rode this horse a couple weeks ago, and I'm going to try it out again. So this guy's a cool guy. He's bringing it back over. So he's got to be in the area, so he's coming by this morning. Gotcha. Um, you know, I, th- I feel like I hear a lot of people, maybe not a lot, there's a, a certain group of guys that can or will sacrifice everything to spend 100000 150000 on head horses higher than that. Yeah. Um, will you get to the point of your career where that's a reality? Are you at the point of your no. career where that's a reality? It would have been a long time ago. Not anymore. I, I'm not going anymore, but <clears throat> I mean, I can't say I would. I've spent a lot on do and Kate at the same time, but I got two horses. I don't know. I mean, just horses are worth whatever a person wants to pay for them, and they do matter. I mean, a good fit matters a lot. I think a guy that has a whether it's uh, Riley Miner and his horse or Clay Smith and his gray. Um, I've done good on my little sorrow lately. I mean, some people have a good fit, and then there's guys like Driggers that'll ride six horses during the year. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it, everybody's different. I mean, some people want to give a lot, and they should. I mean, the horse does matter. And then some guys throw so fast, I don't think it matters what they rode. Yeah. So, Rope has changed a lot. Uh, it's just as how fast it's gotten, how how good guys handle their rope. A lot of misses, but a lot of fast times. Kind of like baseball, a lot of strikeouts, a lot of home runs. That's kind of the way rodeo's gotten and with the team roping. Is that good for the team roping? I don't like the way it looks, but I mean, it's. It, I know how talented they are. I'm not taking away from how good guys rope because uh, the, the ability is good. But yeah, sometimes I go to some time where I'm like, it looks terrible. I don't really like the way it looks, but I don't even want to be an old school guy. I think it's just taking away that used to kind of be able to see good runs and see the way horse looks and now it doesn't it's more just speed 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 you go to jackpots and everybody always says a leg place or something somewhere and it's like but that leg beat you straight up so you're going too slow yeah and, i mean it's not like i don't know so it's just, it's just changing and i don't think it's going back. it's not going back uh it's just going to keep getting faster and faster and that's what kids that are to me, a lot of it has to do with what kids see when they're, you know, 12 to 16 years old. That's what they think's normal. And so every 12 to 16-year-old kid, and nowadays the videos, they get to see a rope all year. So uh, that's just what they work on, and that's normal to them. So it'll just keep getting faster. This episode is brought to you by Fastback Ropes, a sponsor of our Rope Vegas program that's tracked every level of pro rodeo team roping all year from the circuit standings to the Resistol Rookie Race to the Thomas and Mack. Fastback has an exciting line of ropes ready for this year's NFR, including the launch of a new breakaway rope that you're gonna have to see to believe. With the ropes too, they'll also have a steady stream of Mach 3s ready for you in Vegas, and that's the rope our guest Clay Tryon has done most of his winning with over the last two decades. Find them at all the major trade shows in Las Vegas, and watch Clay try and do battle every night with a Mach 3 in his hand in the Thomas and Mac. Remember, visit FastbackRopes.com to find out where you can find a retailer, to shop for ropes, and to learn more about these made-in-the-USA ropes. And Johnson, something that people have said to me about him is that he has that trait where he doesn't actually, like, not doing anything badly is a specific trait on his own Johnson just is rock solid is there is there anywhere where Johnson is great or is Johnson just doesn't do anything wrong I kind of don't play him up as much I don't know <laughs> why um 
maybe because he's not the fastest horse I've ever rode, but he really is good. He mm-hmm. might be the best running horse regular season that I've ever had um, because he scores good every time. He faces good. The only weakness is how he doesn't pull that good inside. Other than that, he does everything pretty good. He runs hard enough. You can reach on him or run close. He makes it happen. He's got a good way. You, you, you make good runs. You're always pretty fast. So I don't play him up because I don't. He doesn't seem like he's the fastest horse that ever lived, and it seems like, you know, for people to think it's the best horse, it's got to be like Riley's, you know, fast, fast horse or Clay Smith's Gray, you know, a couple years ago was unbelievably fast. He still is, but so I don't. But he he is a good. He doesn't mess up. He's one of, been one of my favorite. He's tough. I ride him all the time. Uh, so yeah, I do think he's been a pretty good horse. Uh, he just doesn't have the the superstar qualities but roping's changing like yeah. it's not about the fastest horse that ever lived but he does do he scores good every time i mean he faces good like outside unbelievable i mean he does a lot of things really good and he does it every time he doesn't ever hardly screw up i see him you know i see them more in pictures than i see in videos because yeah. i get the pictures from the photographers yeah and there's absolutely like what i'm going through to choose photos <laughs> to use for big spreads or covers or mm. I don't ever pick Johnson because it doesn't ever look like he's doing anything. He just, he doesn't look outstanding, but you're always catching and you're always yeah, winning. I, I like, just there's think, nothing yeah, flashy about yeah. him, I guess. Oh, I think there's flashy when you see me go all the time facing and yeah. stuff. And the people that wrote, good know. But, I mean, I won, this year alone, I won the Lone Star shoot on him. Yeah. And Jade, short score, short setup. I won the Wendy Ryan on him, long score. I won the Roping in North Dakota, mm-hmm. short score, kind of a small arena, even smaller than the Lone Star deal. And then I won a long score at, uh, won the West Star Roping. Yeah. All on the same horse. Well, all those horses I talked about, they were all there too. Yeah. So, and I'm 40, not 28. <laughs> so the yeah. horse has got to be good. And that's why, I mean, I just don't, people like to brag on their horses. I don't, I, I, I think he's really good and it's all about, you know what it is? It's all about winning. Mm-hmm. It doesn't matter the rest of it. Yeah. And the reason I he placed in horse year this year one second, which is cool because the only guys that were ahead of me, Clay Smith's horse doesn't have papers. You know, Coleman Proctor won all his money at one spot, and Riley kind of did the same a little bit. And so, or Riley was behind me, I guess. Oh, blah. Or I, who else was ahead of me? Uh, Driggers. Driggers. Driggers rode like six mm-hmm. horses, so yeah. it's hard to tell with him. And then me, I ride pretty much the same horse yeah. or have last three years honestly uh so yeah he, he was deserving of it I yeah think. totally but uh just because of what i want you know and guys told me beforehand that they thought he was yeah yeah. yeah is like he I walt had... is he one of the greatest of all time mm-hmm. I, I don't know but I, I tell you what it's roping evolves and so like i said the all these horses i've had for right now he's be better than any of the other ones i've ever had mm-hmm. except at the nfr thumper thumper nfr style would be till they move it out of that building he would be yeah. Great. I think Speed's horse is the best one I've ever seen, and honestly, mine might be close to a second. Mm-hmm. Like, he pulls good, faces good. So, that's kind of where, <laughs> yeah, rope and change. But there's not very many good horses at the mm-hmm. NFR if you know what you're watching mm-hmm. for. People don't know what they're watching for, but if you do know, there's not very many good ones. Because it's a hard. And they, they have ropes, they're roping smaller steers this year, mm-hmm. which will help. Because I think the last few years, I mean, even though I won a few gold buckles, when they, they're just out of hand. Mm-hmm. I mean, roping the biggest steers you do all year in the smallest arena made no sense to me. But it, it shouldn't be like this this year. It should be back to – times might get really fast, though, because mm-hmm. of the steers this year. But uh, we'll wait and see. Uh, 
can say no. But as far as Jake and Danifar, do you think, I mean, what do you think, how, how do you think your run's going to come together with Jake at the NFR? I don't know. It's a kind of wait and see deal. I mean, you, you, you try to have a game plan, and I kind of have one. I'm not going to really tell you what it is, but if you uh, execute it, both guys got to be on now. That's the thing about roping. Um, the times are so fast at the NFR that the days, uh, I mean, not take anything away because they won eight in a row and they'll never be done again, but Speed and Rich would be off a little bit. They'd just go catch one and be 5-1 and win fourth in a round. The only way 5-1 ever places is if everyone misses. I mean, a lot of times if you ain't a short four, you don't even win nothing good. So both guys got to be on. It's a fast, it's a speed game. You got to catch a lot. You probably need to do good in the average. So, I mean, it's however you want to rope it. You can't miss a lot, but yeah, you got to make a lot of good runs. I mean, to me, it's just like roping a jackpot, except it's a rodeo. It's a 10-head jackpot and the rounds matter a lot and like I said some good guys have good years and do great and then the next year they don't there's no the young guys if they have one good year they think they're going to do good every year and they're wrong they'll figure <laughs> it out you know it's just part of being young and then you know old guys sometimes go for the average which I, I think it's cool to win the NFR average but I I think it's cooler to you know it's better to win it I mean it really doesn't mean yeah some guys have won it just went for it I mean Uh, you know, guys like last year that were going for it, winning it, what matters is who wins the most money there, not if you won the average. Or yeah. Not. Speaking of young guys, who are you excited to watch in Vegas this year? Of the, There's quite a few young guys that made it. Oh, I don't know. I don't – they're all good nowadays. Mm -hmm. I mean, I don't they're – all, they're all so much more advanced. I mean – I don't know. There's not one. I compete against them, so I don't really care. It doesn't really matter to me. But they're, they're, uh, kids are just more advanced, you know, nowadays just because of the videos. And they're, they've been around. They all know each other before they started. Um, I'm kind of right at the end of the generation that we didn't. I mean, I didn't know anyone when I started. Mm -hmm. I'd never been to the high school finals. I never high school rodeoed. I never did any of that. So when I started rodeoing, it was just, and I was, you know, me and Petska were the same age. He was roping with his dad out there, and I was roping with mine at Houston. And so... He's about the only one. We were both 18 years old in Houston. I didn't even rodeo that year. I just went to Denver and made it. Back then they took, which they still do, but nowadays they start the year so different. But back then, like if you placed at Denver, you could go to Houston. So um, I did go to Denver, and then I got to go to Houston. So I just went to a few rodeos that year. But Speaking uh, of that stuff counting, are you – gonna try and make the circuit finals for the circuit like do you are you a, oh, I don't what, know. what boat are you on as far as the circuit finals counting not counting oh i'm against all the it, big but stuff counting I'm, i don't know i'm against it's it's good for the sport but um the money was already there houston's been great it's 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 the best rodeo uh you know besides the nfr all year um they try the hardest too it seems like they're they're awesome but they had it before it counted, too. It counted, mm -hmm. and it didn't count. And so it's like, well, the money's already been there. So sometimes these commissioners want to take all this credit for all this new money. It's not, it's not new money. It was the American happened before it counted last year. Mm -hmm. um, I don't know. I mean, it, it, to me, it's it's good in a way and bad. I mean, it's got its positive and negatives. I mean, it skews NFR world titles, who the best is. And then... Uh, 
I, but I don't know if anyone cares. I mean, I think people care <laughs> in the business, you know, like it makes it hard to make the NFR when all yeah. that stuff counts and it gives teams that wouldn't make it, make it. I mean, that happens, which I don't like. I, I'm one of those guys that like, I don't like to see guys make it. They shouldn't make it because of that. I, not nothing against whoever it is, whether it be me or not. I mean, mm-hmm. uh, I, I don't, I just, I kind of like to see the best guys make it. And if you make it the right way, so be it. But it's nowadays, it's not like that. So, but I don't really get into all that. You just got to win where you go and, you know, shoot. I, I guess I need to win Houston again to make it easy on me or the American. <laughs> and then it makes it your year just ridiculously easy. If you would win Houston or the American, would you stay home and back off your rodeo schedule much? I don't feel Oh, like I you would skip some things. You would? Oh, yeah. I would skip the miserable <laughs> stuff, yeah. Oh, for sure. There's some stuff we do rodeo that makes no sense. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, so... Yeah, I would skip the nonsense stuff. Yeah, mm-hmm. for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, but you can't really do that. You can win so much at the end now that it just keeps you out there all year long. Like, you have a long, and you pretty much got to go until the end. Yeah. I mean, it's, no one makes it. I mean, there'll be a few teams that haven't made, you know, in August. But other than that, everybody kind of mm-hmm. finally gets it made in August, you know, early September. What about now, I guess, last question. Uh, because you're not in it, maybe you're paying attention to it, the all-around race. Oh, the wrong guy. You're not an all-around no, race guy? No, not an all-around guy. You don't, you don't no, care? No, I don't care about the all-around. <laughs> okay. Because you don't enter the all-around. Yeah. So I don't care. I care about regular events. I think that I, what I've noticed this year, because I don't watch much anymore of anything, I just rope and leave, but I love team roping, I really do, is the calf ropers look good now. Yeah. There's some young guys coming along that, not that there hasn't been some good guys, but there's, it looks like they're getting a new influx of young guys, and that event's starting to look tough. Do you have a pick in the calf roping? No. You don't have any fantasy picks? Are you no. going to have a fantasy team? No. You're not? No. I'm not going to do it. No. Why? I just want to row. I don't, I don't know. I just <laughs> like team roping. I don't know. I just, I've never been an all-around guy. I just haven't. So, you just like team roping. Are you going to go sit and watch... At the South Point, are you gonna or are you gonna no? Are you gonna take in any no. of the other team roping? No. You just like no. NFR. Well, I mean, I gotta go sign autographs at so many spots, but no, I don't get time to, yeah. to go do it. Too busy to do it. Um, I think it's great. People want a lot of money. Some of my buddies go out there. I, I hope they do great. They might send me some of their runs, but I don't really get a chance. I don't have time to go do it. Mm-hmm. It kind of is on top. They're kind of everything's lapped in. I mm-hmm. mean, over top of each other, overlapped or whatever. But yeah, no, I think it's all. The NFR, what it's grown to. It was big when I first made it, and it's huge now. It's almost unbelievable what uh, – I don't know if it's social media or what makes everything bigger. I do think it is. You're welcome. You bet. Because <laughs> of you, you made it. You might have, might have. I mean, people see pictures of people doing fun stuff, and then they want to go do it. No, I don't I don't think that's it. Well, that's I don't, what's happened with Arizona? I mean, Arizona – I have lived in Arizona. Mm-hmm. I lived there from the time I was 18 till 25. In the winter, before I moved to Texas, like I, I spent, if I went somewhere in the winter, that's where I went. And it was a destination spot. And then my dad lived in there in the 80s when they were rodeo. So it's been, everybody knew the weather was nice there. <laughs> but now all of a sudden, did just everyone figure it out? Well, I think I don't they, know what's going on. Those like 60 plus ropings and. But they've, I mean, they've had those for, they've had those, they had those when I was down there. They had there over 40 s- Wednesdays. They've had them. Yeah. Over 40 Wednesdays isn't a new. Yeah. A new thing. And they had. Dynamite Arena, my dad roped at Dynamite Arena. He mm-hmm. said it was out in the middle of nowhere. Yeah. So there was nothing there, just Arena way out there. Mm-hmm. He told me a story how he matched, had a match roping out there one day. So 
Yeah, Dynamite Arena's it's still going. Yeah. It was there, but it's like now everybody. I don't know. Is it social media? Everybody knows. Hey, Phoenix is warm in the winter. I don't. <laughs> I don't know. It's kind of it's kind of odd for me because like Wickenburg when I lived in Arizona, I never up there one time. Mm-hmm. And now everybody, that's the spot. That's where you hang out. Yeah, yeah. that's the spot. So it's kind of. I don't know. Ty, Ty worked wonders in Wickenburg. Somebody, well, Mike Fuller and. I don't know the other Beaver places. Bird, yeah. Beaver was there forever. Yeah. yeah. He had opens there, low number opens, I think, for a mm-hmm. long time. A long time, yeah, yeah. Since the 90s, I think. Yeah. So. Yeah, Arizona's amazing now what it's turned into. Are you going to go before the finals? Go for, no. like, the week, Vegas mm, week? I'm no. not going to go, no. They have, I've been going to Jackpot a day over here in Texas. There, there's a lot of them here. Do you just love it, or are you jackpotted out, like, all the No, I like it. I like jackpotting. I think it makes you good. Yeah. I think it makes you good rodeo, and I think it makes you good when the big jackpots come around. Who are your jackpot partners right now? I don't know, Jake Long and Jade. Mm-hmm. So, I those two, but they haven't been very good, but Jigger's just roping's coming up. The cap. The jackpots haven't been very good, or Jake Long and Jade haven't no, been no, very no, good? No, 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 they're, <laughs> they're good all the time. Um... No, they've been just kind of, everybody's been all over the map. But yeah. some have been good. There's been a couple good ones. Mm-hmm. They have a lot of them down here. So, and some are, they're all right around where we live right here. So, yeah. Yeah, we see see a lot of these guys all the time. Perfect. Well, thank you for part two. You bet. You were nice to me again. You didn't. I was I, good. I, I thought maybe you would come at me a little bit more. So, I'm glad. No, I'm just, even. I'm not going to come at you on air. <laughs> maybe off air I'll. I'll rant to you a little bit, but no, we're good. Perfect. Thanks, Clay. You bet. Thanks. Thanks again to Fastback Ropes for bringing us this episode of Clay Tryon. Remember, you can watch him in the Thomas and Mac with his Mach 3, and we will talk at you later in the week.